Well, let's look at John 16, 33 tonight. John 16, 33. <clears throat> Go ahead and turn there if you have your Bibles. It says, these things, this is Jesus speaking, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This is Jesus speaking. He said, in me you would have peace. These things I've spoken to you that you may have peace. In the world you will, shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In the Amplified Classic, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, that is, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. This is Jesus speaking. He said we would have trials in this life. We're going to have tribulation. It literally means squeezing, squashing, pressure. You're going to have that in the world. You're going to have distress and some things can seem frustrated, but it's what you, what you do with it. In the world, there, there is going to be stuff in the world that happens. There's going to be challenges in the world that, that, that uh, happen in the world. Jesus said it would. But then he goes on to say, he didn't stop there, thank God. He said, be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. He said, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. I have overcome the world. So he said, don't be discouraged. Don't, don't be, you know, lack confidence. Don't waver. Don't be uncertain, but be certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. It, I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. So we live in an uh, <clears throat> interesting time, amen? You know, uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world. You, know, you see the situation with Israel uh, being attacked so brutally, savagely, and... Um, you know, the, the things in the Middle East, whenever there's things going on with Israel, is interesting. I, Israel, God has no favorite, favorites, but Israel has a special place because God's spoken things about them, and everything He said is going to come to pass. And so there are things in the world uh, that are going to happen, and, enter, and, and Israel will be at the center of it. But... Um, you know, when, when uh, things like this happen, though, in the world, it's tempting to get riled up and start focusing on that and, um, you know, wonder 
what's going to happen next and, and all these things. And I, I was just thinking about this. And I was just thinking about some, some different events. This isn't an exhaustive timeline, okay? Just some things that, that stuck out, <clears throat> uh, you know, different times that I remembered that, that, that spanned a, a period of time. I remember when I was, I, I remember when we um, entered the Gulf War, you know, over Kuwait. And um, I remember one specific, I, I don't know why, I remember driving uh, to my high schools because I had, I didn't commonly have events uh, at night there, but I was driving. I remember, you know, in my memory, I remember the, the hill that, that leads up into the entry there. And I remember that night, that's when, you know, they announced that we had started you know, engaging. And um, that stuck out to me. And, you know, this is 1990, you know, went, what, uh, some of you guys weren't born in 1990. Um, what, what, what's going to happen? Because, I mean, I remember my, my dad talking about different things happening when he's growing up and, you know, different places you were when stuff happened. And I'm like, I'm, I'm in high school and this is happening. What, what is going to happen here? Now, it wasn't, didn't end up being a major, you know, uh, drawn out uh, war, but, it, you know, it wasn't a, a big deal. But I remember that. I remember the, the whole big... Um, kerfuffle about Y2K, the year 2000 bug, and what that, you know, I'm, I have a computer engineering degree, I have a background in software, I was literally doing this type of stuff that this would affect, and I was like, well, okay, I can see certain embedded systems if they're locked down, you know, and they, they, they messed up because it had all to do with how they stored dates, they didn't use enough space, so, you know, stuff will roll over, so stuff could mess up. Well, so there's all this, you know, excitement about it and what's going to happen. And the world's going to just shut down when the, the ticks over to, to 2000. And, you know, there's some work that had to be done. I remember, you know, certain languages, like there's a language, COBOL, which is really old, especially now. And they were like, you know, they were offering contracts to get into that and people jump ship to go do that. Well, then afterwards, they didn't have much to do. But, you know, at that point to come fix these legacy systems and everybody's trying to get their stuff in order. What's going to happen? Of course, it's just the end of a millennium anyway. And people are just, you know, what's going to happen? And, and people were like 2,000 years since Jesus. United. So it's about 2,000, you know, what's going to happen? And just all the, all the, you know, excitement and everything. Well, nothing happened. I mean, it was, it was a complete dud. Um, I don't know, there might have been some minor problems somewhere, but certainly people were probably surprised to wake up. You guys remember that? I mean, it was just nothing. Um, of course, in, in 2001, then, we had Twin Towers and the attacks of uh, uh, September 11th, and um, that was a big deal. I mean, I remember where I was working as an engineer, uh, went down, you know, somebody said a plane flew into one of the World Trade Centers, and What? And at that point, you know, it's unfolding. Did this guy lose his way? What kind of plane was it? Didn't know, you know, was it a, some private pilot? What's going on? And we went down and saw it. Well, it's a, saw the replay of it, and then we're watching it. And then a, the other plane goes into the other tower at some point. And then a little bit later, the, the plane crashed in front of the Pentagon. We're like, this is, this is a big, what is going on? 
you know, and I called Shelly, because no cell phones. There were cell phones, we didn't have one. Um, you know, so I called her, I went home for lunch, we're watching the news, you know, what's going to happen, and, um, you know, that changed, that changed history, of course. I mean, you, you see old movies, and, you know, they're just standing there in the airport and can walk right up to the gate, and you have to explain to the kids, no, that was pre-9-11, you could do that, you could just wait there and wave, and, you know, you can't do that, you know, with all the security. Well, um, so I was thinking about this a month later then, well, a little less than a one, month later, I was, uh, I was going on a business trip, and with my manager, I was, you know, an engineer, went on a, a business trip, and, and Brianna was born, our firstborn Brianna, she was born uh, August 13th, so she was just you know, about a month old when 9-11 happened, and then she was almost two months old. I went on a business trip, and we launched the attack into Afghanistan for Italia, and I was just thinking about this, and I went downstairs. And he was like, I'm going to pick one of these up, uh, a newspaper, and I still have this. So this is, can I give this to you? This is a USA Today of, um, you're not going to be able to see this on camera, but this is on the, uh, they're launching a Tomahawk missile here, you know, at night and in you know, we will not fail. The president's saying, you know, we're going to, uh, this is going to, I believe it was the president, it was President Bush. I mean, I don't know if he's the one that said that, but I think it was. But anyway, um, you know, of course, this guy's, this, this is a newspaper. Some of you, they still have them around, but people don't use them. The, the young kids, you know, there's the money section, sports section, life section, you know, this is, this is what we used to have. <laughs> they, they still have these. Interesting enough, this is dated Monday, October 8th. It's 22 years ago almost exactly. The attacks were October 7th, which ironically is when we were going in at the same time it happened. And I was down there, you know, looking at stuff, so I decided to bring this out just because I mentioned it before. This is my Boston Red Sox hat from when I was 6th, 7th grade. <laughs> Never been to Boston. I had another one, you know, but you know, really, I mean, I wore it tight. It, it's really small. Uh, I had another white one, you know, inverse with the B. Um. So anyway, that was that, that during that time. But I bought that, that newspaper because, you know, we were, I was uh, traveling with my manager and we were like, what, what's happening? What's going to happen? I mean, we're going, they just did this massive attack on our soil. We're going into the Middle East. World War III? We don't know. It's 22 years ago. Um, and of course, we just got out of there last year, right? Of Afghanistan. I mean, it was, it was long and drawn out. And of course, you know, they were going after, they were hiding Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, all that stuff. Well, people were like, where's this going? Um, but that was a big deal. But you know, if you would have told me then, we're still going to be trucking, we're going to be on the earth in 2023, I, it, we did not really think that. I mean, you didn't know when we're going to get out of here, but you, we really didn't think we were going to still be here in 2023. We thought it was pretty imminent, not just because of that. I'm saying, you know, Jesus is going to come back, you know, okay, we're pushing in the 2000s maybe, but 2023, 
We didn't think we didn't think that we'd get here. And then, of course, you know, over the last several years, I mean, what have we seen? I had to I had to stop and think. I was like the shutdown, the COVID shutdown. It was almost it was three and a half years ago. I had to be like, is my math right? You know, I, we know that, but it's like, I mean, I remember that so vividly. March 20, 2020, and boom, we didn't know what was happening. And of course, the unrest that, that uh, summer, and then all the election stuff and everything that followed after that. But this is nothing new. We're still here. I remember, you know, Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen, he talked about how they would uh, him and other ministers, they would talk about, this is way back, you know, in 50, 40s, 50s and stuff, and, uh, you know, who they thought the Antichrist was. And I mean, you had some good candidates then, because, I mean, look at that, look, you think about what's going on now, look at World War II, you had Stalin, Mussolini, Hitler, I mean, if you didn't think the world, and then the Jewish state, I mean, this was all the Holocaust, and then the Jewish state was made, if you thought, you could easily think the world is ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he thought, you know, he said years later, he goes, all of, you know, we talk about who is, we take different sides, and who we think the Antichrist is going to be, and he goes, all of our Antichrists are dead now. This was years ago, because <laughs> he goes, they've all passed on. And Brother Hagen, Kennedy Hagen, died 20 years ago. So... Life, it goes on, but as a Christian, we need to be centered up on the right things. Because it's really tempting to go off and be and to get, you know, all excited about stuff. And we're not making light of the stuff going on. I mean, there's serious stuff. This could be something very big, okay? Uh, with the circumstances and, you know, Israel's right to defend itself and ought to, and, you know, we don't know, standing here at this day, what, what, where we are, exactly what's going to happen if this is something that really, uh, is there other parties going to get involved? We don't know. We just don't. And anybody that tells you they know, if you've been around enough, you've heard that before. Okay, we have the Bible to go about, but, you know, there was this book written, 19... 88, 88 reasons why the rapture will be in 1988. And then follow up the next year, the final shout, rapture report, 1989. Same guy wrote another book of why it was going to happen in 1989. And then he talked, then he wrote another one about it being 1993 and then in 1994. Well, we're still here. I don't know the guy personally. I didn't know him, don't know of him, but I don't know. After you crash and burn, <laughs> you make another run at it, boom, I mean, to be like, no, now it, now I know. Jesus said you're not going to know, okay? And these things can be a distraction to us. They can be a distraction to us. What did, what did Jesus tell us? Let's look at uh, Matthew 16, verse 15. He said... Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is what he told us to do. 
Uh, Matthew 28, 18, uh, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, delegating his authority to us. He said, it's, it's given to me. Now you go. I, I'm commissioning you go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So Jesus gave us a job to do. He gave us a commission. And He told us that this is what's important. We're, we're to go about sharing the gospel, and we're to do that until He comes back. He's going to come back for uh, a glorious church. He's going to, he said that the gospel must be preached to all nations. And he said, uh, well, let's put up Matthew 16, 17, just read that. It says, Jesus answered and said to them, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, that he's the Christ, Jesus the Christ, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, not Peter, the revelation of who Jesus is. That's a different word there, rock than Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell or Hades shall not prevail against it. Jesus said, I will build my church. What's the church supposed to be doing? It's supposed to be doing the Great Commission. That's our job. That's what we're to do. It's tempting to get distracted when some event happens and go off and focus on that and put, you know, start watching. What does everybody have to say about it? Where, where are we in prophecy and all that? and get distracted. And we need to know, we need to be about our Father's business, getting the job done. Yes. Now you pray, pray for Israel, pray for the situation, but we're here. Yes. Okay? Don't get distracted. People can watch TV, get all caught up in that. What, what, are, we, what are people saying? What is going to happen? Nobody knows what's going to happen, guys. We, have gen we know generally from Scripture, but not every event that happens on the earth is in the Bible. Some people try to wedge every event. Well, where's this? And this is what Scripture's saying. You can't fit every event. There are significant events, but every event is not in the Bible. Okay? So you can't, just because somebody's saying it and they're using Scripture, it's happened before. Now, it doesn't stop people from doing the same thing. I'm not questioning anybody's sincerity. There's very sincere people. But you got to use the Word of God as your source and as your standard. And no, just because somebody says something and quotes Scripture and does it with authority does not mean they are right when you're talking about end-time prophecy and eschatology. People have been so wrong for so long. Am I saying we're, we're closer than we ever have been? We'll say that, right? Do we know that we're closer than we ever have been? Yes. Every day we're closer. This may be something that, yeah, this is it. We're wrapping up with certain things. Could be. Or you and I, as hard to believe as it, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we could be sitting here 10 years and a year ago and remember when that happened and we thought, how many times have you thought, it's getting really bad, and it just keeps going? Now, there is a time when it's going to get further, it's going to be wrapping up. We could be there, but we can't be distracted and hold our breath because then 10 years goes by, and what have we done? Yeah. 
That's the point. You can't stop. If I would have in 2020 uh, or 2001, 22 years ago, I have uh, you know, a two-month-old daughter when, when we went into this other war, if I'd have said, I just don't know what's going to happen. We just, I can't, I can't go on with my career. We just, stop it. Jesus is coming back soon. That's 22 years ago. And you guys know from early discussion, that means I was, what, 28? <laughs> so I, I know I was 28 when, when Brianna was born. Well, there's a lot that's happened since then. If you just stop and go, man, I just, everybody hold their breath. I can't go anywhere. I just got to watch, watch the, the updates and just see what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Look at my phone. Has anything happened? Have they done anything? You just, you're being sidelined. Because that, that's not what God, that's not what Jesus told us to do. That's not what he told us. I'm going to read you. I've read this before, read this a few years ago. But uh, this is from uh, uh, Reverend Brian McCallum's book. He was one of our instructors at Rhema, gone on to be with the Lord. His wife's gone on to be with the Lord as well. Um, but he wrote, he did study end times and eschatology a lot, and we took class on it, and, you know, and one of the things he'd said, you know, Revelation at the beginning, it talks about uh, grace and peace to you. Anything that you read and, and start looking at that brings fear to you concerning this, it's not of God. God, it, Jesus said... I, I have conquered the world for you. I, I've, I, I, I've uh, taken away its ability to harm you. We have to know that, yes, we're in a crazy world, but we have, we're commissioned by the king to do a job, okay? And so if stuff is bringing fear, uh, that's not of God. God is not a God of fear. Amen. We have not been given a spirit of fear, right? But a power, love, and a sound mind. But he said this. I'm going to read just a section of this book. I uh, had three book series, this is Breaking the Bread of Revelation, and this is the first one, but um, part one, he said, ditches to avoid. Now, this is written in the 1980s, and you would think it was written earlier this year or last year or definitely like, you know, these last several years that this, this happened, uh, all this stuff worldwide happened with COVID and everything. Ditches to avoid. <clears throat> He said, in this present hour, the enemy is working hard to distract Christians from their task. If you are going down the middle of the road in your Christian walk, you will feel one force trying to pull you to the right, another force trying to pull you to the left. Both are trying to get you into a ditch. Believers need to stay in the middle of the road. No one knows everything about the end times, but there is a middle path, a path of moderation to be found in the Word of God. One quote-unquote ditch that Christians often fall into is the erroneous belief that the church was commissioned to turn the world into paradise before Jesus comes. That is not true. When Jesus returns, He will do that. There's going to be a new heavens, new earth. You realize there's, there's stuff that we're going to be on this earth, going to be new, but we're going to live here. There's going to be a thousand-year reign. We're going to be with Him. He will do that. He will use you to help him, but he is the one who is going to create a perfect society and world. Unlike Je uh, until Jesus comes, the church does have a task he gave us to do, to preach the gospel to every creature on the face of this earth and to take out the kingdoms of this world, that all that, to take out of the kingdoms of this world all that belongs to God, the harvest of souls which Jesus' blood purchased. 
When Jesus gave the great commission to the church, he didn't say, go ye into all the world and turn it into paradise. He didn't say, go and correct everything that's wrong. What he said was, go preach the gospel, proclaim the good news. And when the church is finished doing that, he said he'd come again and gather us unto himself. There are some people, especially faith people, who are susceptible to believing that the task of the church is to turn the world into a paradise before Jesus returns. Because they fully understand the power of confession, it is, it is easy for them to be drawn a little beyond what the Word says. The Word does not say that Christians are going to turn the world into a paradise before Jesus comes. The Word says that if Christians will preach the gospel to every nation, then Jesus will come again. The only reason why Jesus hasn't returned is because we haven't fulfilled His great commission yet. In, his first, in 1 Thessalonians, Paul writes about Christ's second coming, and in the fourth chapter, he concludes, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Whenever Paul teaches about the end times, he doesn't leave us in a quandary. He gives us comfort. The exact opposite of Paul's emphasis is happening today. This was 30 years, this was, what, 30 plus years ago in the, in the late 80s? Well-known speakers are going from church to church, getting believers so nervous about the future that they don't know what to do. These speakers imagine a great conspiracy. They convince their audiences that the devil is just about to take over the whole world and destroy the church. That's the other ditch. Stay in the middle of the road. Don't get off in either of these tangents. Comfort one another with these words. Keep in mind that when Paul... What Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also as you do. So, there are ditches we can get into. You see the same things today. Uh, we have to take the whole of Scripture. The, the world is getting darker and darker. Evil is abounding. But the light is getting lighter. It's put up against the darkness. And those that want to believe the gospel, that they hear it and they, they purpose in their heart that faith will come and they act on it, they can be saved. But there are going to be a whole lot of people that reject Jesus. Always been that way. People saw him in the flesh as close as you are to me watched miracles, and still rejected him, in fact, wanted to kill him. Don't say, well, if I saw that, I'd believe. No, people, people saw what he did, saw the miracles, and still didn't believe. No, it's a heart condition. You decide, based on what you've heard, I'm going to believe this. Faith is a choice to act on what God has said. You can shut down your heart, and you can decide. And there are going to be people that are going to shut down... Uh, and not believe God, not going to receive His gift of grace through the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to say, uh-uh. But God has given it, and we are His vessels whereby it's supposed to be preached. It is to be preached. We're commanded to preach in the earth. That is our job. Most of us in here, we're not going to have anything to do in changing anything that's happening right now in the Middle East. You don't, you, don't have, you don't have the place to do anything. You can pray, but your, your job is here. Yes. Your job is in our community, in, in the people that are around you. What are we doing for the king to fulfill a great commission? Because he is going to come back, yes. and we want to get our job done. 
Now, things could ramp up and things could start affecting us here. It has happened before. You know what? We need to trust God. Know, know where you are. Be doing your job. And then you can trust Him. You're going to be okay. Well, what if this happens? What if such and such? You, you need to know that you, need, you know the Lord. You know Him. And you walk with Him. And you trust Him to meet your needs. You trust Him to protect you. It's not going to do any good to wring your hands and act like the Bible's not true and act like protection isn't there and act like we don't have angels. You guys, angels are extremely powerful. One angel in the Old Testament took out 185,000 people. And that didn't say that was the limit. That's just how many took out. And the Bible says you, ha- you all. Bible says that the, the talking about little children, their angel is always before me. Well, who said you lost your angel just because you grew up? Now you don't have to be scared. There's no weapon on this earth that can hurt you if you're in the perfect will of God. If you're on task from the Most High, the King, then there's nothing that can stop you. Now, if you get distracted and go off and get into something that you're not supposed to do, now you can get into trouble. And it gets more and more serious every day. We need to know what we're doing and be serious about it. And so some people, it's so tempting for people uh, that, you know, to, to get caught up in an event like this and not take care of business where that, you know, not take care of business, but all of a sudden go all the way in and just be so concerned about what's going on. And so time that they weren't spending on the things of God at all. Now they're spending just monitoring something. But as soon as it calms down, they go back to wasting their time on other stuff. So we should take our time and put it toward the things of God and just know I'm doing what you told me to do. I, I, I'll, I'll pray for people. I'm going to pray for my government. Uh, no matter if you agree with everything that's gone on or who's in office or whatever, they need wisdom and direction, and you're praying that you may live a peaceable life. You know, if God told us to do that, if He told us what to do in His Word, then we need to follow what He said. He said, I'm going to build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Guys, we're on the winning side. We're, we're, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So yes, the world is going to be more and more messed up. People are going to love their sin and not turn from it and, and double down. And, but there are going to be people that turn and people uh, for, for who Christ died. And they, they need to hear the word of God so that they can turn. They need to hear it so that they have the opportunity to turn. But you don't have to be scared that somebody that's godless is going to take you out. Not if you walk with Him. We need to be ready. Matthew 20, 25, 1, let's look at this. We need to be not distracted. We need to be about our Father's business, ready. Not asleep. Not acting like things are going to always go on like they are, because that's certainly not our point tonight. It's not that things are always going to be the same. It's that we need to understand that every time some event happens, it's not new, and we shouldn't stop what we're supposed to be doing and hold our breath. 
Matthew 25 verse 1 says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Oil is a type in the Bible of the Holy Spirit. So, it says five of them were ready, had oil with them. The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The foolish, they didn't take, take any oil. Verse 5, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Some people are like, eh, well, I don't know, kind of just got bored with the whole church thing. I heard a statistic, and I can't quote the the exact statistic about how many evangelical churches have closed since um, 2020, since 2020. Went from several, I want to say 300 and something thousand to 200 or 200 and something thousand to 100 and something. Yeah, it, it, there has been a lot uh, of backward movement. Verse 6, and at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all the, those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. And the foolish said to the wise, uh, or give, so verse 9 then, But the wise answered, saying, No, lest we should not, there should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell, buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with them to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assured that I say to you, I do not know you. Verse 13, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. It doesn't mean we won't know that stuff's ramping up when it's getting close, but nobody's going to pinpoint. In other words, nobody's going to say, well, and people still do this. They still do this. They say, well, I really think it's at this time. And it blows by. There's always something like that. And here's the thing. People are so apt to go after these type of books and these type of YouTube videos. Well, what does somebody say? I want to know about the end times. I want to know about the, what, what does this person say? And that's right. And they think they're learning something. That doesn't grow you up spiritually. You just, that, that's, and, and here's the thing. You can't do much about it anyway. What's going to come down is going to come down. Yep. Yep. You can pray and do what you're supposed to do. Uh, but, you know, people have arguments over the end times. And, uh, you know, somebody, one of my instructors would joke, and he goes, you know, you, know, you some people are, are mid-trib, or some people are, are pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. And he goes, and he was joking, but he said, he goes, I'm kind of pan-trib. It all pan out. In other words, somebody's going to be right and somebody's going to be wrong and probably a lot of both. And we're going to be like, okay, and that's what just happened. <laughs> all this debate, all this overtime, and then here we are. Well, there's a lot of things like you can't be dogmatic. And you know what? The Bible says that knowledge puffs up. People start looking and say, well, I, I, I know what this person said and this person said, and they said this, and I watched this program, and they said this is in the Bible, and this is going to happen. Did you know this is going to happen? Yeah, you could have been saying that 10 years ago and 20 years ago, and you're wrong. And you realize, I'm not saying there's not a truth, but you can't be dogmatic on these things. 
And people get arrogant and puffed up and be like, well, I know because, you know, I watched 15 YouTube videos yesterday. What were you supposed to be doing for the king? And how much better are you off now? See, this is the attitude. We don't want that. We just want to be getting the job done. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by the news. I mean, we've probably all done it. Man, back in the 2020, you know, that, that year, oh, got to where you're looking at your phone, like update, 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 you know, you don't have to raise your hand. I know some of you were the same way and you're like, I got to break away from this, man. I, this is crazy because you're just wanting to see what the next, is, has anything happened? Has anything happened? I mean, there was, that when the, when COVID happened, then the unrest in the, in the, the middle of the year and then the election, I mean, all that by the end of it, it's just like, people are strung out. They're looking for what's on social media. Has anything happened? And it's just, it's distraction. It, you, you, can't, you can't do what you're supposed to be doing. That's not helpful. What do we want to be? We want to be doers of the word, know what our task is, and just be about our Father's business. Okay, there's that and that. This may come and go, but I know, what I'm, I know my job description. It's the same, and I'm going to keep trucking. Oh, you think you know that? Well, good. Maybe right, maybe wrong. Uh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm called to do. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Don't have an hour to talk about it right now. I'm going to um, keep going with this because, you know, people want to get your ear and let's, let's talk about this like it's spiritual. Now, somebody wants to have an honest conversation, one thing, but so many people, they just want to tell you everything they heard and know. Not useful. Yeah, it's like somebody pulling you over and telling you everything they know about a certain sport, but can they play? I can tell you all the player stats and whatever. I'm not, you know, fine if somebody's into sports, but there's a difference between getting in there and getting her done. Amen? Praise God. So we, we know. We, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, as time goes on, we're just going to know just from having lived, we're going to see how things uh, happen in this situation, other situations. But one thing we know, Jesus' words are for us. We, he is building his church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we're going to keep trucking on with that right now. That gives you, what are we going to do? Well, I know, I know part of what I'm going to do. Yeah. Keep my head down and keep going. Give God glory. Keep praising him. Be at rest. Not be anxious. Praise Him. Be joyful. All the things that we already know the Bible tells us to do. What are we going to do about this other? Well, I don't know, but one thing I know, God's going to provide for me. I know He's going to protect me. I know I'm going to keep praising Him. I know I'm going to thank Him for what I do have. I know that's all a foregone conclusion. That's in the Word. Praise God. 